Let's shake it up a little. Welcome to the Salt and Pepper Podcast, adding a little bit of salt and a little bit of spice to make your Tuesday just right. Here's your hosts, Lisa and Olivia. approach every um, learning experience or opportunity or conversation with someone in a way of like what can I learn from this versus I already know that and I didn't realize I was approaching my whole entire like entrepreneurship and life like that because I always felt like there's never a no there's always a how can we do it instead of a this is a straight no this is not going to happen but why can't it happen welcome to the salt and pepper podcast um that was a really weird inflection uh, my name is olivia and i'm an entrepreneur a content creator and a brand builder and my most recent business is velvet and fur which is a polymer clay earring business um wow i got through that intro so fast i feel like kind of naked now like i don't really know what to do because um i did that like so quickly and seamlessly i'm kind of proud of myself but i'm also sitting alone so no one is here to like pat me on the back or like to toot my own horn or well I guess they wouldn't toot my horn I guess like I would um so I guess that's what I'm doing right now um anyway welcome to the show guys uh thank you so much for being here and for listening I can't believe we're coming up on almost a year of releasing episodes and I just can't believe how much has happened in a year not only personal life business but with the podcast um and I'm excited to go over all of those things Um, I think I have a couple fun things in store for you guys coming up on our little podcast birthday, um, which is actually like really soon. Um, And I can't I can't wait to show you guys. So um, let's just dive right in. Um, Let's get to the silver lining of the week. So this week, I'm going to keep it simple. I'm going to keep it brief (laughs) as if I ever do. Um, I hate the heat for all of you that have been listening since the very beginning you know that every time summer comes around which we kind of started the show in summer I not kind of we did every single week I would just ramble on and on about how much I hated summer which I do I still do I always have I've never liked it I don't know how people like it um I came to the conclusion the other day I think it's because I sweat more than the average person which I've also talked about this a lot before um but it's like uncomfortable like who wants to be uncomfortable like I wear my hair down and it's sticky under my neck I feel like I have to shower but I already shower like once or twice a day but I feel like I have to wash my clothes all the time if I wear jeans I feel like I have to wash them and like honestly who washes their jeans and if you do I mean come on they get ruined the every time you wash them like the first time you wash your jeans they are permanently altered um But I just don't even like wearing cute summer clothes. Like, what is the point in buying a two-piece short and and blazer sweat or sweat? See, it's on my mind. Set if I'm just going to sweat and have to wash it. Like, uh, honestly, I just can't see like I'm going off. So these last couple weeks, we have had a few days in um, Oregon where I live, like a lot of ups and downs, a lot of heat. Um, But I am one of those weird people. Like I check the weather every single day. I check it for the following week. I like prep myself for the weather because 
like I've said before, I dress for the weather I want, not the weather I have, which makes for some like really interesting, like very sweaty situations, which now that I'm just like talking this all out loud, I think I just have like a sweating problem. But anyway, I'm going to like figure that out on my own and like I'll keep you guys updated. Um, anyway, okay, so my silver lining is that it's been rainy and like today it was like 60 degrees and rainy and my walk was perfect and tomorrow it's supposed to be 60 degrees and raining and last week we had a few of those days um, and every hot day that I, that I endured, I was able to look forward to the rainy day, but unfortunately, um, next week it looks like it is finally officially summer And we have some 90-day weather coming up. And listen, I like nice weather. Like yesterday, it was like 75 degrees and it was sunny, but there was like a nice breeze. If it never got hotter than 75 or 80, it would be perfect. But the issue is, is we live in a valley. And so when it gets really hot, I mean, you're up in the hundreds of 105, 106, and then you're in this valley, it just settles in. And then unfortunately, we deal with a lot of fires here too. And it's just gross. Like there's nothing like the day when you start to see the leaves change in Oregon and you see that fall is finally coming and I can't even tell you it's not even July and I'm already like all right we're counting down the days until fall because fall is just the best and I've also decided I'm boycotting buying any type of summer clothes like first of all where am I gonna go where are any of us gonna go second of all I would way rather invest in fall clothes than summer clothes because summer clothes aren't even that cute and I ruin them with my sweat. See, we've come full circle. So anyway, I will keep you guys updated on just my emotional journey through summer and how I choose. I love recycled air. I don't need fresh air. Like put me in air conditioned room. I don't need to leave. And thankfully, because of quarantine right now, that is socially acceptable. I know that people are kind of going out and about, but like I'm fine with staying inside. So Oh man, I'm like all, I'm kind of like triggered right now because I'm like thinking about hot weather and I just, ugh, just, ugh, it's so gross. Okay, so today I got to interview um, Janet Huang and she was so awesome. I found her when I was scrolling through my Instagram. I saw, so I saw an ad for her products, which she makes marble like computer cases and phone cases. And guys, I just can't even wait. Like, you need to scroll down into the show notes and you need to look at her designs, like, right now. They're unlike anything you've ever seen. I mean, she literally makes, like, um, like the pop sockets or phone grips out of, like, actual, like, amethyst and stone. And it's just, they're beautiful. And her designs are beautiful and they're seamless and they're classy. And they're not, like, the typical, like, marble trend you see um, because they're so well done. And we actually talk about it on the show but she was the first one. So Janet Gwen Designs, they were the first ones to make the marble and gold go viral. So like they were the ones that started the trend, um, which is just crazy to me. Like, how do you even start something like that? How does that happen? Um, but she started her business when she was 17, was working 90 hours a week. Um, And then she like worked her butt off and now she has a team of six people and um, they're just doing incredible things that I'm not going to give away anymore because I want you to hear it on the show. Um, But it's just there's such 
there's just so much value in this episode and she is a testament to everybody. It doesn't matter how old you are. Like she was 17 when she started this, you know, she was making six figures when she was 19 years old and she's a college dropout. So for anybody out there who has excuses of things that they want to do, whether they want to start a business or they want to do something else, I don't care what it is. There's just no excuse because you can do it. She talks so much on the show about everything being figure outable and it's just true. Like the only thing that can stop you is you and I'm also talking to myself and I also picked her brain a bunch on this episode and I picked her brain after the episode which was so selfish but I learned so much from her and honestly whatever you want to do google it youtube it you can do it there's no excuses you have the time time is not an excuse either and you will hear it on the show um so anyway let's get into it i'm so excited for you guys to hear her story um and janet let's uh shake it up shall we okay so i am sitting here virtually with janet wong i hope i said that right um and i'm super excited to talk to you and i haven't had anyone like within your niche on the show yet so i'm super excited to like get to know you and hear about you so um if you just want to tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what you do so i'm janet obviously um i run janet gwen um designs we actually dropped the designs from our names this year so we did a whole rebrand because janet gwen is a lifestyle e-commerce brand we started with our tech accessory our mobile laptop cases that went viral six years ago and since then we've built our entire um product category based on all target demographic which is like trendsetters who um have the who wants those Instagram worthy products? They love aesthetics and the little details that puts everything together. So um, we do like the laptop cases, of course, the tech accessories, and we just introduced plants this year, which has been such a huge undertaking, but has been so interesting. Because I um, didn't realize that watering 600 plants was gonna be a lot. <laughs> I was just like, oh I, I love plants, let's do this. And then my fiance was just like, so where are we storing them? I'm like, I don't know, but I think it'd be a great addition to the business. And thankfully it has sold fast enough that we don't have to keep it um, too much on hand. But it was so funny when I was just rolling up with like 27 boxes of just plants. It, he was just like, this is taking house plants to a next level. Oh my gosh, that's actually so funny because I, oh, I, I'm not a huge fan of plants because I feel like I kill them. But my boyfriend wanted to have so many in our studio, and I was like, fine. And then we went in there after quarantine, and they were like oh, no. all dead. <laughs> and I was like, R.I.P. I told you it's hard to take care of them. But that's really cool that you're introducing that because I feel like that's like very different than what you're doing right now. So that's like a super cool like integration. So, that you're um, doing. that's what a lot of people said until. Um, um, we realized that our whole aesthetic is literally the work from home lifestyle. So you start off with a cute laptop case, then you add a candle to set the atmosphere and the, and then prints to, for the aesthetics and then decor and then plants is just a great another a decor addition. So it's literally like a lifestyle brand that got built out like step by step. Like we didn't bring, introduce any new products till really this year until we got settled in because we spent the last five years just growing um, Janet Gwen because I'm a t- I, we did a lot of hiring too in the last two months because we kept increasing um, our business. But we have a team of like, I want to say five or six now that works behind the scene of JG. 
Wow. Well, that's really cool. It's really cool that you break it down too to like a lifestyle brand because it's so important to not just have one facet of your business, as I'm sure you know. And so it's cool that you're being able to like add all these things. Um, but before we dive into, I want to hear all about your team and stuff. Um, I when I saw your stuff, I think it was like a sponsored ad on Instagram or <laughs> yeah. something. So they work. <laughs> and I was that's like, awesome. what are these? Because you know that it's like there's a difference between like the marble aesthetic and like really really well done marble and I've always loved the marble like idea of it but like your designs are so beautiful and like flawless that I was just on your feet and I'm like oh my gosh these are so cool and they're tech accessories so I would love to know where you got the idea and I know like where you get your inspiration is like a big question um but how did you start making these and like where did this come so I actually started my business when I was 17 in high school and it was hand-painted phone cases. So I was literally hand-painting phone cases and selling them in high school. While everyone has heard the story of people selling candy, like buying bulk candy and selling candy, I was literally bulk buying phone cases and hand-painting them. Then I realized that it wasn't scalable me hand-painting and then I was like scrolling on Pinterest and then I was just like, okay, there's a lot of like back then, I think it was 2014, most of the laptop cases that had came out was your basic like pink teal like they were just very bold bright colors nothing that was timeless or classic so i was scrolling on pinterest and i just saw a bunch of marble aesthetic and i'm just like so what happens if we put this on a laptop case and so funny enough like that didn't really take off until like six months on pinterest and it just went viral because it was like the first golden marble laptop cases so it just completely went took off and since then we obviously had so many different variations of the marble with the pink and the black the blackout marble and stuff like that so over the top like the first prototype of it was actually made of contact paper you know the marble contact paper that you put yeah. on your kitchen shelving yeah that's what the laptop cases used to be made of wow that's awesome though that you guys have gone from there to where you are now I, i'm a little shocked myself but i have to think about like how i was literally hand cutting each one to put on the laptop case now um, our quality is way better. We do have um, help with manufacturing. Like we have our own rubberized case. So it's a plastic like mold. Like I had to learn so much about manufacturing and it was honestly insane. And I know everyone's like, how did you learn? I'm literally like, I Googled everything. Uh, amen. I just, I don't, I can never say that enough on this podcast. Um, so you were the trendsetter for Marble then. Like you started it. That the marble insane. and gold, yes, yeah, because there was nothing like that. Because all the cases out there were kind of honestly not that cute, and I wanted something cute. So yeah, it's. I mean, that that is insane. So how do you feel about people like? Because I know that in our industry, people say like, you know, um, copying is like the sincerest form of flattery or whatever. Uh, Barf, yeah. right? You kind of like want to puke a little when you hear that. But for you, um, do you take it as flattery or was it hard for you when like you're kind of like the trendsetter of this and then you start seeing it everywhere? It was really hard in the beginning because I had sacrificed so much to start this business. Like it was like, cause I was working 90 hours a week in retail. I literally worked from 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. and I would go home knock out orders for like three hours, go to sleep, then wake up and do it all over again. So when people tell me they don't have time to start a business, I'm like, I literally started a business with, I'm sorry, I was working 90 hour weeks, basically sleeping three hours a night to get this business started. So I'm just like, if you want it bad enough, you will find the time. So like when people start knocking off, I was just like, oh my God, like this, my, most of our revenue was coming from that laptop case. So it was like really hard 
But then I always realized the quality isn't there, and we have had imitation over the years. But what, one thing that's very hard to keep up with is MacBook models. They really release MacBook models, and we will have maybe a copycat one, like two, or three, like here and there, but they usually end up dropping off. We yeah. haven't seen a lot of people have the longevity as us. And for us, it's not even focusing on the copycat anymore because, yes, it was really hard, and I was just, like, trying not to take it personally. It was more about how can we stand out as a brand, like, how like how much more can we treat out, like, how can we treat our customer? Because customer service is number one to us over anything else. It's not about us selling our products, but how can we treat our customer really well and yeah. like, treat them like they're our BFF because that's literally our model. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the perfect model to have because it's all about giving back and like providing for the people. Um, and I mean, it definitely like the quality of your designs definitely stand out because it I, I don't even know how to explain it for everyone listening. Like, <laughs> go look at her stuff because I, I, mean, I, I like stopped and I was like, that's not normal marble. <laughs> I was like, this is different. Yeah, we tried really hard to mimic marble without actually because I we get the one question that we get a lot, which does crack me up, was that is it real marble? So, um, our laptop cases cannot be real marble because it marble is very heavy. If anyone has <laughs> ever carried a like, I ordered a marble cutting board because I thought that was gonna be the coolest thing ever. Got it from Amazon, couldn't even lift the box, and I was just like, and people think this five pound slab is gonna be on a laptop, it will crush your MacBook. And, I'll yeah. and also just thinking about getting the edges and everything makes gives me a little bit of anxiety but no we like I love our model because it is more durable and it looks realistic but it has the wear and tear last we have people who have literally had the cases four years and has now just started coming back and rebuying so we have a lot of amazing customers who are now like starting to rebuy again yeah. So instead of taking what other people were doing and getting bummed out and quitting, you were like, no, oh, I'm going to make these yeah. better quality and I'm going to do more and I'm going to do better. And I feel like that is the the best business mindset to have Thank with you. anything. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Cause so like how we can improve the product, obviously, and we keep improving every year because we always take our customer feedback and then try to instill it into the new product to see what else we can keep fixing based on feedback. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. I mean, yeah, that's really good advice. Um, so you're working 90 hours a week and you are pursuing your dream or your side hustle or whatever you want to call it. So eventually you obviously had to make the leap and you had to decide I'm going to be done with this. So did you fall back on like financial security or were you ready to go or was it like you're going to fly? <laughs> Well, see, I've heard it a couple ways from different business friends. And for me, I actually, the business took off so quick that even my bosses in retail noticed my lack of passion when I, because I've always been a really hard worker. So when I showed up, I I was the one that turned every part-time job into a full-time job. Like even if I got paid seven twenty-five, I still took everyone's shift. I showed up for 40 hours. Didn't realize how bad seven twenty-five for an hour for 40 hours was really, but till now, perspective, now that I'm an adult and have a house, I'm like, that would not have paid my bills. Um, <laughs> but my um, managers just saw that I didn't have the same passion showing up to work. All I wanted to do was JG. And because we did go viral and a lot of influencers started picking us up. So we were really grateful because we were also on the edge of what influencer started becoming a thing because Instagram back then wasn't that big of a deal and we didn't know much about influencers back then as well so I just got financially we were actually ready to just go full-time so like after so we started in June of 2014 and then just went full-time in like February 
with the next wow. follow you. That is so fast. Were it you feels, like... well, it, in that moment, it felt like a really long time, but in retrospect, yeah, it does sound fast, but like anytime I wasn't fulfilling orders, I was literally working on marketing 24 seven. Like the best advice I can give anyone who started their business is to focus on sales and marketing. You just need one good product and then the rest is sales and marketing. Like that's the only two things that anyone should ever be focused on. Yeah, that's really good advice. I, I mean, I, were you in a place where you were like, I can't believe this is happening and this is going so fast or were you like, no, I'm confident. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> um, well, I was always ambitious. Like, um, all my first year in business, I, first four years, I was like, you know what? Six figures seems like, let's hit that $100,000. Like, let's see what would happen. And it was just having like that number and just knowing that if I worked hard enough, I could get then that's what just happened. I was just like, I'm just that person that I, this in retrospect, again, I realized that I probably didn't appreciate as much because I'm so hard that I don't realize how much like I neglected in my life because of that so maybe that's one thing I would advise is yeah I just made it happen because I just knew that Google was on my fingertip there's really no way I could have failed if I there's always an opportunity like everything is literally figure outable so I just gave myself a goal that first year and just went for it yeah I'm like soaking all of this in too. I'm like, what can I do better? No, this it's it, yeah, so true. Every single year, I'm, yeah, because we could always be learning. Like I love, um, I was listening to Marie Folio's new book, Everything is Figure Outable. I know it's been out for a while, but I love the one thing she says, like approach every, every um, learning experience or opportunity or conversation with someone in a way of like, what can I learn from this? Versus I already know that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize I was approaching my whole entire like entrepreneurship and life like that because I always felt like, there's never a no. There's always a how can we do it instead of a this is a straight no. This is not going to happen. But why can't it happen? Like unless it's like something that has to do with the law or gravity or law <laughs> physics or whatever. If I can't. But there's always a way to make things happen. It's just how bad yeah. you want it. Totally. Yeah. I was just saying that to somebody like who might be afraid to like jump into what they want to do. And it's like write it down on a list and then next to it, write down why you think it can't happen. And then you'll kind of figure out that it probably can happen. Unless, exactly. like you said, it's like illegal or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless it's illegal. I love that. Yeah, because once you write things, it's like that pro and cons list, right? Like usually your cons aren't as bad as it seems when you're writing writing it out. But it is scary to like completely like the first maybe three years of this whole thing. I was like, oh, my God, what did I just do? Because I was just like, if I ever because everyone kept asking me, what's your backup plan? what are you going to do now? I'm like, I'm going to run my business. But they're just like, what if it fails? And I'm like, you don't have, and they're like, you don't have a college degree. You dropped out of college. And I was just like, this is great. So it was really tough. <laughs> I did question my life for a good minute there. But You're I like, thanks for the support. <laughs> well, then you learned that too. But I now have amazing friends and I do love my team. Like it's a whole different story now. Yeah, totally. And sometimes you have to just take that leap and you have to go, I don't have a 401k right now, but I will. One day I will have one. Yeah, because if you live in, if you live your life in security always, literally nothing will happen for you. Like nothing, not even like getting married. Like that's scary. Having kids, that's scary. Like you have to step out of that, you know? Yeah, step out your comfort zone because that's when amazing things happen. Yeah, because I like, I don't like being comfortable. And that's probably, I also am a person who loves challenges. So that's why being an entrepreneur is probably one of the best things because I'm always constantly challenged every day. (laughs) 
and I get to do things that's out of my comfort zone. Like if you asked me, like when I first started, if I knew anything about Facebook ads, I could, t I would be like, what the heck is that? Pinterest marketing? What the heck is that? But now it's just like, you pick up all these skills and it's just like, wow, whenever the time when you didn't know, I didn't know how to print a shipping label from Etsy. And now we're printing like labels every single day. Like that's not even one thing I'm worried about. That's just like easy now. Yeah. Dang. So, so I want to dive into a little bit about college for you. Um, I am a very big proponent of not going to college. I was a college Same. dropout as well. Um, obviously, unless you're like going to be a doctor, like please go to college. Um, <laughs> but I was reading on your site that you were saying that you never wanted a traditional path, but then you ended up going to college for a little bit. And that was right. Or I know no? I did. It's because of like that social pressure, right? Because you're yeah. still year in high school. So when I started my business at 17, everyone's just like, you know, that can't be a real thing, right? What are you going to do? Are you going to go to college? Like, what are you going to do? Like, it's that social pressure. And then it's also a culture, like I'm Asian. Um, so I come from a Vietnamese background. My parents are immigrants. So I am a first generation. So it's also that social pressure to be like, to go to college. And it's like that stigma is like they worked so hard for me to be able to do x y and z so it's also that pressure and expectation of not just society telling me oh the valid next step from high school is going to college and then my parents was like well we worked this hard so you need to go to college because they thought that college would set you up for the rest of your life yeah no totally i mean that's that's what i was gonna say is that was like the exact same for me i got out of school and i'm like you go to college and then it's like then i went to college and i'm like i literally hate this it was <laughs> It was so dumb. I'm like, I don't want to learn astronomy right now. Like, what am I doing here? I'm going into debt. So I dropped out. So yeah, but I, I thought it was super interesting. But now that you're saying that you're a first generation, how did you um, navigate that with your parents? Like, did you have really hard conversations with them and like kind of have to disappoint them along the way? Oh, yeah. So my parents didn't realize what I was doing for probably the first I don't think they realized what I had done for the first two years of my business. They just realized I was staying <laughs> at home all the time. And they were just like, what are you doing? And I'm just like, I'm looking. They're like, what are you, like, what are you doing? They would just, I don't have the closest um, relationship with my parents. So that helped me also not have hard conversations with them because I rarely ever like saw them, but they were just kind of freaked out. They were just like, what it honestly till this day, probably this um, coming up to our six years when my mom finally started to realize what we did was that we sell online. So it was hard. Um, but yeah, I just don't have that great a relationship. So I can't really answer that question. Cause I'm be like, I guess my parents just never really, they did. They were just very disappointed. If I'm being honest, they were just very disappointed because they were just like, we can only hope for the best for you. And I yeah. understood that because they don't want me to have a hard life. Yeah, I know it is so hard sometimes like when I when I talk to people or whatever, because I understand that not everybody can have a mindset like you or like me where I'm like, I just don't care. Exactly. And some, pe some people are like they have this like deep fear of disappointing like their parents or their friends or their their significant others. And it's like you have to do what you love because this is your only Absolutely. life. But also, like you said, they probably just wanted the best for you. So that's and really that's, hard to navigate. Exactly. So that's why I'm just going to say it as, yes, they were disappointed, but they just didn't want me to have to struggle through life. And I understand that. So I'm grateful for everything they've done. Um, but like you said, I have that personality too, where it's like I, I couldn't, like once I was working like 40 hours a week in just one store and I was just like, I'm working so hard for someone else. So what if I work this hard myself? What are the things I can achieve? I've put that 
same amount of effort towards something that I wanted to do. Yeah. I feel like you're like talking to my soul. <laughs> so yeah. I, I get it. I fully get it. It's like, um, it's funny because you, what you were saying earlier about how you were working at the store and then your manager started to notice a shift. Yeah. And I recently went into business with my friend and she was pretty gung ho about her job. And then now slowly over time, she's like, I'm just doing this until I can leave. I and I'm, it's so crazy seeing that progression. And it's, it is crazy. Like, it's just like when you realize that your job is not your whole entire life. Like I literally thought I was going to walk my way up to management, that I was going to do this and that. And then all of a sudden it just took one thing to change the whole shift, like the whole momentum of your life, basically. Yeah, no, definitely. So if somebody was listening and they're either in school, they're going to school, they're out of school, they want to start, they want to start a business, um, but they feel like they're not equipped enough. They don't have a, they don't know what to do. What, what advice would you give to them? Google is literally your best friend. I will say that hands down and that nothing is literally, again, not figure outable. Like anything you need to know, especially nowadays, there's so many free, like you do not even have to buy anything. Like there's so many free resources, like shopify.com has like all these Shopify Academy that will help you get your store started online. Etsy has how to start guides. If you want to start on Etsy, I would say that if anyone is doing handmade products to start on Etsy, actually I'm probably having mixed feelings now that Etsy changes the algorithm really every month and they don't know what they're doing either but <laughs> etsy is a little bit easier because you don't have they do the marketing for you they do yeah. a higher percentage but for anyone who just wants to start their own business like just try it like what yeah. on will it do like i'm not saying to die like i did i have some friends who what they did they had two kids and they what they did they just stopped working on everything else and just worked on their business for three months, lived off the savings. They were like, well, this is putting my feet to the flame to make it happen. No one has to be that intense. Like that's super intense. And that's a lot to take on. Just slowly like dip your toe into the entrepreneurship pool and see what you like start a website first, um, do some research and see what you can do. And there's always like people you can reach out to. Like I think one of the things I learned is you can always reach out to someone and ask because a lot of people are actually willing and open to help only and you won't know until you ask. Yeah. Oh, no, that's so true. I'm like always shocked when I ask somebody something and then they say yes. I'm like, oh, imagine if I just wouldn't have asked that. Exactly. Right. It's like having like the I know it's also about having the confidence and not feeling like you're an imposter. But I mean, however, you how else are you going to learn to have the confidence and you don't keep asking the questions that you need? the answers to. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people at like the quote unquote bottom that haven't started yet, they think that these people at the top don't still feel like imposters and they don't still feel like they have no idea what they're doing. It's like no one really knows what they're doing. So just do what you want to do. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah, right. I think we're all just figuring it out along the way. But at the end of the day, if, if we're still doing something that we love, then that's all that matters. Yeah. So um, you spoke a little bit earlier about how you've been building your team, which is just amazing. Like, that's so cool. When you got to that spot, was it really hard for you to like start taking on people and giving away like your creative responsibility? So I don't actually give away any, uh, it's not creative responsibility that I give away. It's more things like the first thing that anyone in, in e-commerce business should give away is customer service because that can get laggy. Um, that boggles down my time, um, your time the most because obviously we want to spend 
like quality time. We treat Lily, we always follow up every order with a personalized like confirmation to make sure they order the right model number. MacBooks are a little bit trickier. So customer service is um, what I hired first. And honestly, that admin works. What we, and then social media managers, Kenzie, we hired her on. And then we built it out to hiring. <laughs> it was funny because Kenzie does social media engagement. I didn't realize that she had hired her sister on as well. And I was just like, you know, you don't have to pay her out of your own paycheck. I will hire your sister and bring her home. So it's funny because I ended up hiring a whole entire family without realizing. So her mom actually works for us and um, helps us with production assistant. Her sister works for us as a customer service and she's amazing, phenomenal. And she does our social media. It was hard in the beginning to mainly know what to do with them, if that makes sense. Like what were the jobs done detail and what was gonna be like really help alleviate, um, take more things off my plate. Yeah, no, totally. And I, and I don't know if it's the same for you. I have such a hard time like trusting people with doing things when I feel like I could just do it better. <laughs> exactly so, right. Um, so for, for you, was it hard to kind of be like, okay, I'm gonna let you do this and I trust you to do it? Um, yeah, because I just had to. Like, I, yeah. it was really hard, but I realized that they would never learn how to do what I need them to do if I was always overtaking them. They all, they're going to make mistakes, but the fastest way was for me to, I literally would hop on training calls with them and give them feedback 24-7. So the way Kenzie learned how to do social media, like, she has, like, obviously grown. If you, like, scroll through our feed, we have gone through, like, three different, like, error in our branding where it's like that white out and then that pink and the black like she's done a phenomenal job but in the beginning i was working with her she would literally text me every single night and be like what do you think of this and we would just now we have a system we have an approval process so it helps the training go by a lot faster when i'm basically hold like i hold the hand, hand in the beginning yeah so it's like no, that makes sense. it does feel like it's a lot slower but once you take the time to really train someone then you can like take off the training rules and they literally help alleviate that pressure because they can now take it on themselves. Yeah. Which I'm sure is so nice. You don't have to deal with all of those like menial tasks all the time. And exactly. Stuff too. Yeah. Cause I love social media, but I feel like social media has taken people's life over. And I know that it was for me was getting a little like all these Instagram worthy things in the beginning. And I was just like, Oh my gosh, why can't like, I always felt like I had to do what they were doing. So that's why it was so great to get a social media manager because I just pulled myself out of it. I only got Instagram when I just feel like it or just full inspiration, but I never get on it just to hang out on it. Yeah, no, because that's so draining. That's why I realized that I could be doing something better with my time than scrolling. So that's why I am great for my team. Yes, it was really not hard at all to train them. It was just me learning to have it taught me a lot of skills, like to be patient, how that everyone, and even if you're not already starting uh, like to hire, that while you're doing your things, you need to record your process. So it becomes a training manual that you can hand over to someone. Like someone should be able to just read this document and be able to know what to do. Wow, that's really good. I'm literally over here. I, cause like I said, I have a business with my friend and I'm like, I need to like take notes. Is someone taking notes back there? <laughs> um, I'm think you have this recording. <laughs> I know. I'll just keep listening to it. Um, but speaking of that, um, also what I saw from like a lot of what you said is that you really want to encourage other people to like follow their dreams and do what they love. And so for you are, do you have like other resources that you use? Are you, do you have things in your lifestyle blog, a little booklet? Like, do you have a course, anything like that? Cause you would be great at it. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I know a lot of people keep asking me cause I'm always happy to share. We, um, I do have a private business that I don't advertise a lot, mainly because we all referral basis only where I do work one-on-one -on -one with e-commerce businesses, um, but mainly to help them start it. And I focus more on scale and growth than anything else. Um, 
but no, there's nothing really because I'm just happy to have conversations and coffee dates with people. Yeah. So um, how did you get the mindset of wanting to build like community over competition? Because I know that can be really, really hard at the beginning, especially. It was because I was just like, oh my gosh, like if someone copies me, then I'm losing this cell. Instead of having that mindset of scarcity, I realized that there's more than enough to go around because I promote one of my friends a lot, Pretty Honest Candle. She's amazing. Her candles smell great as well. Obviously, I sell candles as well, but it doesn't hurt me to also promote her because you can buy more than one candle. You can buy more than one thing. So community over competition is like we all lift each other up. Like I don't see why it has to be a me, me, me situation. Yeah. No, totally. I agree. Um, so like many entrepreneurs, we all hit walls, right? And we are just crying in our bedroom for no reason. <laughs> but for you, um, what do you do when you hit those walls? Do you have like daily routines or do you have things that you do? Oh, uh, yeah. Like uh, I, I try, I have to go on schedule. Like, so have you read the Miracle Morning book? No, but I've heard of it. You should definitely read it. Read The Miracle okay. Morning for Entrepreneurs. Yeah, so The Miracle Morning for Entrepreneurs is actually a shortened version of The Miracle Mornings overall. And that shows, it talks about like why we should wake up at the same time every single day. So I like to try to wake up at like 6, 6.30 every day, then do meditation, then yoga, journaling, and affirmation. Like that helps me set the tone for the day. And it actually, like, it's like what they say, even if you just make the bed, that's still something you accomplish every single day even if it's one thing so like I have to have a routine and then when I get in a funk so my guilty pleasure which I know everyone laughs about is but I love to read smut books as in like yep (laughs) yes I love that I will go on a binge so people like binge Netflix I binge read books like I can read like six books in a weekend and sometimes my fiance Lily has to check on me to make sure I'm alive because I'll literally go from one book to the other to the next to the next. He's like, oh my gosh, this is so he's just like, I don't know if this is healthy, but if you, if this is what you need to recoup, that's OK. I'll support you. But he always has to be like, do you need water? Do you need food? Because I literally would just sit in the same position reading one book after another. So that's how I recover. It's just like getting lost in someone else's fantasy world. Yeah, no, I mean, I was going to say that's probably better than Netflix, but if it's like smut, as you call it, I don't know if it's better than Netflix. I like to read like this romantic comedy and I say smut because it is smut. (laughs) That's so funny. But see, everybody needs something. And I feel like so many people are like ashamed, especially entrepreneurs. They're like ashamed of showing that side of their life on social media or talking about it. And it's like, we all have watched Gossip Girl in two weeks. Okay. Oh my gosh, I did that too. (laughs) Exactly. Like we all have these weird not even weird it's just we have these things that we like and we enjoy and that's okay like I yeah it, it has been like the stigma I feel like it has been changing slowly as more people enter the entrepreneurship I remember in the beginning everyone wanted to be professional clean like make sure that you come off a certain way now I feel like there's a lot of personality, personality from different businesses and brands that come through now so I don't think I would if we had the the this interview like a couple of years ago I have not admitted that I read a lot of smut books now I'm just like you guys are missing out and you guys should definitely get on that <laughs> yeah no for sure we we all need something and now I'm gonna read you said it's called Miracle Mornings yes for entrepreneurs okay, okay. and if you need I'm some gonna... smart book titles I can give you my favorite authors happy to <laughs> okay <laughs> I'll just put them in the show notes so people can read them that's um, hilarious so I'd like to ask all of my guests yeah something good that came from something bad that could be like the silver lining of their life do you have anything the silver lining of this whole thing is 
I guess entrepreneurship in the beginning was very lonely. It was very just me walking by myself. I went from being surrounded by people to literally isolation. So that was very, very hard for me because I'm an extrovert. And then I learned to grow and love just the quietness of everything. And now I get to work with a team that is phenomenal and amazing. They're so passionate. I have not, like, I couldn't have gotten luckier with the people on my team. So the silver lining is that I went from working by myself to having such an amazing team that really helps drive JG forward. Mm-hmm. No, that's awesome. And my selfish question for you is, I feel like for, like you said, for entrepreneurs, it is really lonely because I think a lot of people don't like understand like why we say no to everything or why we're working 24 seven. Um, but for you, like really, truly, like what keeps you going? Like, is it the fact that you can do what you love or what is it for you? So I'm apparently, this is what I've been told, but I'm one of those people that is creative and business driven. So I actually like business a lot. I like marketing. I like numbers. I like all that geeky stuff when it comes to business. So I just, so what drives my business is the fact that I get to not only be creative, but I also get to do what I love is be analytical as well. I just like the challenges. So that what drives me forward is that I like a good challenge when people's like, oh, you can't do that. I'm like, I will be figuring that out and how to do it. <laughs> I didn't know how to yeah. make candles. I didn't know how to make, we just launched pl- obviously the plants and the propagation station. Our propagation station had a soft launch and we sold like 200 units the first week. And I'm over here like, okay, did not expect it to go that fast. And I will figure out how to, like now we have an inventory issue because we have been so like, this year has been amazing for us, but I don't really know much about, keeping that much inventory on hand like we had to learn a whole SKU system that was really hard but that was a, once we like accomplished something it's just that great feeling like wow we didn't know that before but now we know how to create a whole entire SKU system for inventory and now how how to keep a revolving door of inventory coming through so yeah. what draws me forward is just the growth that I see and the potential that I will be able to salary my team and also provide because they like I cannot express enough how grateful I am for my team because they dedicate so much time to growing jg like our customer service team is amazing our social media like even production they're grinding it out with us 24 7 so i what uh, what also drives me is the fact that i will um with the rate that we're growing i'll be able to one day like next year hopefully salary everyone yeah that's amazing and you deserve it and you have such great tips um and i would just i would love for you to tell everybody where they can find you and your new plants (laughs) yes um well you can find us on instagram at janet.gwen so janet.gwen and um at janetgwendesigns.com so we keep it real simple (laughs) yeah i will link those below too so everyone can find you but Thank you so much for being on the show. I personally learned so much. Yes, of course. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed today's show. I know I did. I listened to it back again. I'm probably going to listen to it again. Um, Janet is just so filled with wisdom and education and advice and I appreciate her time so much and I appreciate her sharing all of her knowledge with you guys whether you were starting a physical business or you're just trying to follow your dreams no matter what it is I hope she inspired you today to know that there really is no excuse and you guys got this um 
as always, you can follow us at the Salt and Pepper Podcast on Instagram. Um, and you can follow us personally at Olivia Crin and Lisa Brasser Ursu. Uh, you can scroll down below and you can get some of those links. Um, you can also join our Facebook group, uh, the Salt and Pepper Podcast Insiders. There we talk a little bit more about some topics on the show. We answer your questions. We hang out with you guys, the whole thing. So thank you so much for listening and we will see you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening. Tune in every Tuesday on the saltandpepperpodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and please rate and review. Follow us on Instagram at the Salt and Pepper Podcast. Make sure to like and follow our Facebook page and email us for any questions, comments, or ideas about what you want to hear on the show. We will see you next Tuesday. I'm all shook up.